Patriot fans of the world, what is up? It is Davey O here, and this is episode 10 of the You Got Served podcast. Serving up the beatdowns for your listening pleasure. We got the usual gang of three today. We got my right-hand man, Tom, a.k.a. BBC in memoriam. What's up, Tom? How's everybody doing today? Hope everyone's gearing up for a nice fall season. Doing some leaf peeping. I hate the fall. (laughs) (laughs) That's a line from Rent. You ever see Rent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hate the fall. He says that. All right, and of course, we got the host of the Slightly Biased podcast, co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, the General Steve Reisner. What's up, General? Uh, what's going on, guys? Just uh, sitting here enjoying the semi-nice days we get before it gets cold on us, I guess. No complaints about the weather today. Fantastic out here. So just quickly before we start here, I want to go around the horn because we got Pat's Broncos tomorrow. And traditionally, the Broncos have been a thorn in our side, right? But I got the distinct impression we're going back to the Tim Tebow days when the Broncos weren't scary at all. So I want to go around the horn. Go ahead, Tom. What do you think about tomorrow's game? How do you feel about it? I feel uh, really good about it, Um, you know, especially with Cam, you know, Cam starting, which he obviously looks like he will. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Denver's good this year. I think they'll, you know – they're going to have a, a losing season, and uh, I think we should win by uh, two, at least 14 points. That's that's my guess. General, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to beat up on them pretty good. I, I watched them play against the Jets, and, uh, I mean, Sam Donald, like, I, like we were saying on the last uh, attempted recording we had, Sam Donald had an 81-yard run up the middle on them. So... It, <laughs> If Sam Donald can do that, uh, I'm guessing Cam Newton will have a couple good opportunities there against them. I don't know if you guys really appreciate how much of a mess the Denver Broncos are right now. Their leading rusher, Gordon, is out. He's been ruled out of the game. Philip Lindsay's pretty good, though. Yeah, he could have a good game, and you never know when somebody gets an opportunity, some young hungry guy can step up and have a big game, but Gordon's their leading rusher, 280 yards this year, and he's out. The next leading rusher has 30 yards on the year. Didn't and he just get a DUI? I, yeah, he I don't got know a about DUI the, right. the other day. Yeah, yeah and he's, I, I didn't know if it was that. I don't know if his... No, that's if, apparently not why he's out. Okay. Yeah, because... The, the official report says illness. So I don't know if that's COVID and, or something else. But Well, it's weird. They say he's illness, but he's not COVID-related. But okay. uh, their running back coach tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is they've got a coach out, and then they've got this kid, Fant, their tight end. Noah which, Fant. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not having Noah Fant is uh, a big problem for Denver. Number two, he was the number two receiver this year, 280 yards receiving. He's out. Gordon's out. And this kid, Drew Locke, who I hear is starting tomorrow, this is going to be his eighth 
NFL start. He, so now, he's not he's not horrible, Drew Locke, but uh, it's not a great secondary for him to be going against. Not a great secondary, and I know technically, I don't know if he's technically a rookie because he played last year, but he's got half a season worth of experience. Now he's coming up to Foxborough to play against the Bill Belichick defense. Now, yeah. if any if any rookie has ever come up here and beat this defense under Bill Belichick's regime, I don't know who it is. But no, it's never this, happened. This kid's gonna die because yeah, all it's Belichick gonna be a rough go for him. Just switch up the coverage, switch up the looks, make him think quick and adjust the call at the line. This kid's dead. So this could be ugly tomorrow. All right. Well, I just wanted to get that out there about tomorrow's game, but our format here is the same as always. We got two rounds, round one, line them up, round two, knock them down. Each week we have a different topic. In the first round, we make a list of every possible argument that a hater could ever make about the topic. In the second round, we'll blow the hot takes up. So today we got a great one. I can't believe we didn't do this one before. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. There are a lot of Aaron Rodgers stands out there still. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're, and they're a frightening breed. They're, they're yeah. scary people, and we got to just take these people on, head on. So, And I want to start out by saying we're going to – it's going to sound like we're beating up on Aaron Rodgers, and we probably are a little, but – I like the guy. I think he's a great quarterback, great talent. And every time I hear him being interviewed, see him on TV, talking to the media, he seems like a nice guy, good sense of humor. But we're now putting him against the greatest football player ever to suit it up. So it's a whole different level now. But anyway, without any further ado, let's go around the horn. So, guys, put your haters hats on like we always do. And just we'll start with you, Tom. Give me your best Aaron Rodgers argument of why he's better than Tom Brady. Um, he's just more talented than Brady and makes what's what is the phrase they use? Makes, he does things throws Brady, Brady. Could, could only dream yeah. of making, I think is, is how they say it. Yeah. Yeah. Throws that only, could only that, dream of making. Yeah. Brady could only dream of making. I'm sure that's right. what he. I'm sure that's what Brady dreams about is scrambling he, around and throwing and the ball and throwing into the across his body. Yeah. He can throw across his body. I'm sure Brady dreams yeah. about that as he falls asleep next to Giselle Bunchin. All right, Steve, what do you got? <laughs> give me, give me a um, This is the one that they. I, I keep seeing this one. It's it's a fascinating one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has never had the type of uh, offensive weapons. That Brady had in his career, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's that's one they like to say. Oh yes, all right, yeah, yeah. Because so gonna... he, he he hasn't thrown to a lot of first rounders. They they say yeah. it's just so he they drafted a bunch of high second rounders. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so they're not technically first rounders, but yeah, elite receivers who managed to be there in the second round. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. And mine is just similar thing. Rogers has better stats than Tom Brady. That's what people always say. He's got better stats. He's got a better passer rating. Better. Let's narrow it down. Let's say a better career passer rating 
So I'll, I'll put that in parentheses. Career passer rating. All right. Tom, back to you. And if you guys don't have one, just say pass. We'll come back to you. All right. Go ahead, um, mine would be, um, you know, coaching. In other words, you know, I hear a lot that Rodgers wasn't – would have won more rings if he didn't have – Mike McCarthy as a head coach and, um, and, and, you know, I get a lot of, if he played for the Patriots, he'd have 12 rings and, you know, all this hypothetical crap. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, Steve. Um, kind of the same along the lines of what Tom was saying, but that, uh, that uh, Brady's always been carried by his defense and that this, I saw this the other day. Brady never played a year without at least a top five defense. Is, is yeah, like I said the other day it's at that and now it's so they've changed it from top ten and now it's apparently we've had a top five defense every year for twenty years. I yes, this is fuck. This is news to me. Yeah, right. We somehow we did not get the memo that we had a top five defense. So we years. we've had a top five defense every year for twenty years, and only one Patriots player so far in the last twenty years on defense has been inducted in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, Ty Law. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because you know most dominating de- <laughs> clearly yes. we're the most dominating defense in the history of the NFL, right? If we had a top five every year for twenty years. Yeah, forget that steel curtain from the Steelers. Yeah. We're better. Yes, and mine is going to be – so I, I think I'll – I guess I'll maybe keep this one on here because the one I had was Rodgers has no defensive support in the playoffs. So uh, I yeah, think And so I, I think we're going to keep that because that's slightly different to say that Brady was carried by his defense. So yeah. we'll keep that. And we actually did a podcast on that, on the Patriots' defenses, but it's still good and we should still cover it here. Yeah, we can do it. All right. Quick. We'll do that. All right, Tom, anything from um, you? No, I think I'm past. I think I, I covered the crux of the arguments that I at least had. Anything from the general? Um, we could really hammer down on that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does things that uh, other quarterbacks should only dream of with the football. <laughs> Yeah. I only have I have one and I, I don't know if this actually counts as a different one because we, we already said bad coaches. And another one that I've heard is that Rogers played under multiple coaches and he's continued to do well under multiple coaches. So it's that's not really the same thing as bad coaches because it's saying that he was able to succeed and continue to play at a high level under multiple coaches, whereas Tom Brady, well, now he's got a different coach, Bruce Arians, but up until now, most of his career has been under one coach, whereas Rodgers has been under different one. All right. So let's, I guess that's it. That's all I really had. So let's kick this off right from the top. Let's start with the most fun one, more talented Rodgers has more, as they say, arm talent. Love that. It's kind of like saying arm candy, except it's arm talent. He makes throws that Brady could only dream of. So, guys, what do you think about this? Think about the highlight reels of Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? I, Does that make them? I, all right. So, is he a more athletically gifted than Brady? Sure. Mm-hmm. He's 
he's faster. He's he's yep. he can he can run around better. You're he, faster too. He, he might even have a stronger arm than Brady in his brother. Mm-hmm. Rogers does have an absolute cannon. Yep. I don't think that's the like, what makes a great quarterback. I think a lot of guys have had great arms. I remember Brad Johnson throwing a ball fucking sixty yards on his knees from from Florida State. Yeah, and that was. I mean, what did Brad Johnson do when he had a felt nothing? Yep. <laughs> Plenty Jamarcus of guys Russell got too. arms. Yeah, Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, fucking super cannon. strong arm. Yeah, cannon. so yeah, very true. And and I I have gone off on this many times online and talked about what Aaron Rodgers fans believe, and they believe that that the NFL is a skills competition, and it's well, sure. He didn't win this big game and that big game and so on. But look at the talent that he has. He can throw across his body and he can scramble around and extend the play. He can extend the play, guys. And then he can complete the pass down the field. So what Rodgers fans do is they break the position down to the skill of passing the football and completing passes. And that is a, a huge part of being a quarterback, but it's not the whole part because well, when you're, you don't, oh uh, yeah, go sorry, ahead. go on. Sorry. No, you can. So sorry. <laughs> what I was going to say is that when you're the quarterback, you do more than throw the football. This ought to be obvious. You are the offensive coordinator on the field. Your coordinator <sighs> sends in a play. We saw this with Cam Newton a couple weeks ago. We were talking about it where you remember Romo said, well, the guard was pulling, and there was a free rusher that was going to be coming in. Newton should have noticed that. Newton should have changed out of that play. Brady changes out of that play instantly, automatically. He doesn't even have to think about it. You, it's not enough to execute yeah. the play. You have to be able to view the defensive configuration. You have to be able to process that and then change the play into something else if the defense – is not suitable for the play. You have to be the offensive coordinator on the field. You have to be a motivator. You have to be a coach on the field. Your guy makes a big drop on whatever play. You got to be able to pick that guy up. Your offensive line screwing up. You got to be able to beat those guys up a little bit. Remember what Brady did when, when in that disaster of a game Thursday where, where what they have three offensive holdings in a row. Oh my God. And and Brady yeah, how was, dare he yell at people too? And he was and Brady was ripping them. But I think if I'm an offensive lineman and I, I'm getting screamed at by Tom Brady, I'm taking a serious look at my life after that and thinking, I, I better shape my game up. This is a guy who can put that he can really make these guys think and he can make them step up their performance. So there's it's not just throwing the football. And if you can Make that argument that Rodgers makes better throws. It's so subjective. It's like my girl's prettier than your girl. That throw was better than that throw. Who? There's no. We we can't. We can't use a stat or a number to determine what throw was better than what throw. We all we can do is look at a highlight reel and look. Tom Brady's got some damn good throws that he's made, and he can throw it on a dime, fifty and sixty yards down the field too. So. Brady's no slouch either. My point here is even if Rodgers has that throwing the football and extending the play talent, 
that is not all there is to football. I don't know if Rodgers yeah. is even like the strongest arm talent that's even that's ever even played for Green Bay. I I remember watching you know, Brett Favre play and play. Yeah. He had you know a thing is, cannon and he used to run around and throw the ball across his body. And, and, and that stuff, guy gave like, zero all the time. too. I mean, yeah, Rogers and they, they're like the like... Packers fans just act like Rodgers is the first guy to ever do this shit. Like, I'm, I'm Rodgers yeah. is way better than Favre, but like, they're acting like he's the first guy to ever do this shit. So come on, no. <laughs> well, you know the thing is too. It's it's uh, for me. Yeah, Rodgers does make great throws. You know, Steve's right. He is uh, more athletic, but I don't think you know. It's it's the, the problem I have with with this debate and when people are debating. You know, it's always you know, talent. So when you debate any other quarterback against Tom Brady, because he's so, he's just um, head and shoulders above everybody else. It's always talent. Um, Mahomes is more talented. Rogers is more talented. You could say that you could make a debate. However, it's, it's, they make the debate like Tom Brady just has zero talent. Like he's just out there, you know, dumping the ball off to, to James White all day. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the dink and dunk thing. The yeah. dink and dunk. Right. Guys made, he's made incredible throws his entire career. He's actually made incredible throws uh, at 43 for the Buccaneers. Um, you know, so to, to make the debate that Rodgers is like way more talented, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, not at all. Exactly. Yeah, you can't. You can't just make it a foregone conclusion that Rodgers makes better throws than Tom Brady. You can't, you don't, that's not a foregone conclusion. And somebody posted this and I, I can't remember the guy's username, but he posted this long thread of clips of Tom Brady and the great throws that Brady's made. And there were some hella good throws. Yeah. And, and it's not just – and I don't know where this dink and dunk came from. I think it came from when they had Welker and they kind of reinvented that slot receiver position and they were hitting Welker on these, these short crossing routes and things, and people just glommed on to that and they used that as a criticism. But I posted this. Brady led the league in air yards at age 40 or 42 <laughs> or whatever it was. He's leading the league in air yards this year. He's 43 and he's led the league in, in past years too. So, and you look at what he's done in Tampa, what is he second in the league in touchdowns and he is lighting them up. And I did a comparison some time ago between Brady in his first five games with a new team and he had 12 touchdowns and Joe Montana's five games with a new team and he had six and his passer rating was higher and he had, 400 more yards in Montana and Montana was 37 by the way, when he left San Francisco, in case you guys didn't know that left San Francisco joined Kansas city. It was considered the twilight of his career. Brady's 43 and putting up better numbers than Joe Montana did. Wow. So I want to go from that discussion. We're a little bit out of order here, but I want to talk about stats because people look at Aaron Rodgers' career passer rating, and his career passer rating is higher than Tom Brady's. He's over a 100. He's a 103 passer rating, which is higher than Brady. But if you break it down, uh, Aaron Rodgers played his – he started his first game in 2008. So he was out there in in Green Bay – 
uh, for three seasons, you guys, if you, in case you didn't know that, playing under Brett Favre. And he, he played in seven games. And he kind of would mop up in relief of Brett Favre. So his first year in the league, he had nine or uh, 16 attempts. Second year, he had 15 attempts. Second, third year, he had 28. So you figure in his first three years in the NFL, he had less than 60 passing attempts. The first time he started a game was 2008. So all of the rules that got changed, Brady was in the league seven years by that time. All of the rules that got changed. You remember Bill Polian from the Colts and how he got the, after he got his ass kicked in the, in the playoffs by the Patriots, 28 to three. Remember Peyton threw for 49 touchdowns and then he got beat 28, three in the playoffs by the Patriots. Yep. And Polian went to the league and complained that, that the defenders were hitting the guys at the line or hitting them up after the five yards or whatever it was. And he got changes made in the way the game was played so that they were more offensively friendly after 2004 and there were rules made about hitting the quarterback and there were various changes made in this game that helped the offenses become more productive brady was playing for years before those rules took effect and so that when rogers started playing he was playing in a much more offensively friendly league yeah absolutely let's look at just a a quick thing and i posted threads on this because I have this debate with people all the time, but if you look at the career Brady versus Rogers, you can see Rogers has better numbers as far as passer rating and things like this. But if you look at years when they both played in the league at the same time, which is 2008, I understand Brady didn't play in 2008, but you figure when they were both in the league at the same time, Brady puts up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers. His numbers are it's the passer rating is 103.5 for Rodgers versus 100.6 for Brady, but Brady's got him on completions and he's got him on yards, yards per game and yards per attempt, they're basically tied. Completion percentage, they're basically tied. Interception percentage, they're tied. So all of a sudden these huge advantages go away when you look at when both guys played in the same league at the same time. Now I took another step because you could make the argument. It's unfair because Rogers was effectively a rookie in 2008, whereas Brady was a veteran. So what I did was I looked at the previous five seasons. I did this analysis last year. You guys might remember what I did was I started from that point And I looked at the previous five years when they were both veterans it got even better for Brady, right? Rodgers has him on touchdown percentage, 5.9 for Brady, for for Rodgers, 5.7 for Brady. So it's a 0.2% difference. And the interception percentage, 1.1 for Rodgers, 1.3 for Brady, 0.2% difference. Everything else, Brady crushes him. Completions, Yards, he beats him by uh, 3,000 yards. Yards per game, yards per attempt, completion percentage, touchdowns, passer rating, he beats him. Beats him in wins, wins per winning percentage. 
They both won an All-Pro in that span. They both won an NFL MVP in that span. And Brady beats him across the board in the playoffs, too. So all of a sudden, when you look at a period, when you're looking at a level playing field, Brady's putting up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers. Then I took another step, and I looked at Brady versus Rodgers after Brady turned 40. Rodgers is seven years younger than Tom Brady. And I'll post this all again, but Aaron Rodgers gets destroyed by Tom Brady stat-wise since Brady's 40th birthday. In everything, the only, the only stat where Rodgers beats Brady is in interception percentage. He had a 1.0. This is 2017 through 2019. I didn't update it for this year. But Rodgers had a 1.0 interception percentage, which if that's not a record, I don't know what is. But the guy is extremely accurate. That's one thing I got to give Aaron Rodgers. He does not throw picks. The guy's really accurate. But Brady's 1.7. And his touchdown percentage is higher. He's got 20 more touchdowns. He's got a higher passer rating. Brady had a 100.2 passer rating after turning 40. Think about that for a minute. You know how many games Joe Montana and Peyton Manning played after the age of 40? You know how many? Uh, I don't think a lot. Zero. None of these guys. Marino, Montana, Peyton, Eli obviously is out out of the league now. These guys were out of football at this age. And Brady's putting up a 100 passer rating. Destroys Rodgers in yards, touchdowns, yards per game, yards per attempt, wins, winning percentage. Brady had more Pro Bowl selections in that period. He had an all-pro. Rodgers had none. He had two Pro Bowls. Rodgers had one. Brady had an NFL MVP. At After age, 40. age of 40. Yeah, Rodgers did not. And even my, my stat that I track, my go-ahead percentage, the fourth quarter drives, he's got a – Brady's got a 545 go-ahead percentage. And in that same span, Rodgers has a 333. And, of course, Brady uh, won a Super Bowl and had a, a 833 playoff win percentage and, and put up 2,000 yards – and 10 touchdowns, three picks. Rodgers did not make the playoffs in that span. So Rodgers is getting his ass kicked by Brady over the last five years, over the last two years, since Brady turned 40 years old. There is no statistical advantage for Aaron Rodgers. So everybody who goes back to the beginning of his career and looks at at the whole of his career, it's because you're including early years of Brady's career before the rules change. If you take that out, Brady's beating him. Rodgers would need, um, if he, the next six seasons, right? The next six seasons, Rodgers would need to have each season 4,500 yards, about 30 touchdowns, and 411 completions just to get to where Tom Brady is today. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's, and that's if I mean, Brady somehow doesn't throw any more touchdowns the rest of the season. Yeah, if Brady would have <laughs> yeah. to retire today, <laughs> like this yeah. second. 
<laughs> yeah, he'd have to retire right now, and then and then wait like eight years, and Aaron Rodgers would catch him. And I did post a thing a while back where I took, I assume that Brady will play the next two years and have the worst two seasons of his career, and Rod, and I also assume that Rodgers would play the next five years. I'll have to find that while we're talking. But anyway, even assuming a best case scenario, Rodgers would be far away from Brady. He's not going to catch Tom Brady, especially if you look at Aaron Rodgers' history and his history of injury and all the games that he has missed. Aaron Rodgers has missed a lot of time, and we don't talk about that either. But all of this scrambling around and running around and these massive shots that he's taken – Rodgers misses a lot of time and Brady does not. So I'm going to, as we're talking here, I'm going to pull that up and tell you how many games Rodgers has missed. But that's another thing to think about. There is no way he's catching Brady's career numbers. And even if you look at, at not the totals, but if you look at the things like completion percentages and passer ratings and so on, Aaron Rodgers doesn't beat him there either. That's a myth. He does not have better numbers than Tom Brady when you level the playing field. Here we go here. Let's see. 2019, he started 16. 2018, he started 16 games. 2017, he started seven. Previous three years, he started 16 games each. So you figure one, two, so five out of the last six seasons, he's been pretty reliable, has not been hurt. He In 2013, he started nine 2011, he started 15, although they probably benched him the last week. And so, yeah, he actually, he hasn't been that bad. But if you look at 2013 and 2017, he missed almost half a season both times due to injuries, which in the case of Brady, he missed one full season in 2008 and has not missed a start ever since. So here's a guy who's played. 12 seasons in a row and has not missed a game ever. So that's something to think about as well. So let's, I guess we can leave that at that point. But now if we want to talk about weapons, weapons with a Z as uh, Mike yeah, Irons yeah. would say. Gotta so have a what, Z. Yeah. What are we, what are we thinking here about weapons and about all of these complaints that, uh, Aaron Rodgers never had anybody to throw to. I think what it's we... absolutely asinine. And I think it's yep. ridiculous that Patriots fans apparently watch more of Aaron Rodgers' career than these friggin' Aaron Rodgers fans. Because, <laughs> okay, look, yep. Aaron Rodgers in 2011 mm-hmm. had Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, James Jones, Jordy Nelson. <clears throat> Randall Cobb and Jermichael Finley. Loaded. Absolutely yep. loaded. Oh, and on his defense, the defensive player of the year in Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. That's right. And that's the only time that Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl. And he put up, well, 2011, I think he won in 10, didn't he? Because He's, yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, it was 2010. Yes, that was that was the year. Yeah, sorry. But it's interesting you bring up 2011 because you remember what happened in 2011, right? 
This guy put up a, pa- a ridiculous passer rating. In 2011, it was a record, right? It was, was 122.5. And I know passer rating sucks, and it, it's a good overall rating, but it's, it's not great. But he had a 122.5, which is the highest any quarterback had for a full season. But he gets to the playoffs, plays the Giants at Lambeau, puts up a 78.5 passer rating, and gets destroyed by the Giants. So perfect. It's like a Peyton Manning type of thing. Look at these regular season stats. Look at the numbers he put up. Nobody's going to stop him. Goes against the Giants, has a terrible game, 78.5, good night. Loses at home to the Giants. What good is a 122 passer rating in the regular season? I, I got off topic. I got off topic. Didn't help much. That's, yeah, but, to no, that's a good point. Listen to these drafts for the, for the Green Bay Packers. 2008, first, uh, well, second round. They didn't have a first round. Second round, Jordy Nelson. Third round, Jermichael Finley. Go to 2009. They took Quinn Johnson in the fifth round, so that's not, not great. Uh, 2010, they took Andrew Quarles in the fifth round. So they're not doing the, the Manning thing. You remember what the what the uh, Colts used to do with Manning is they had they gave him a first round draft pick every year. They were yeah. drafting running backs and so on. But then 2011 they drafted Randall Cobb in the second round, Alex Green in the third round. 2012 they drafted no offensive players, no skill players, I should say. And 2013 Jonathan Franklin in the fourth round. Uh, Eddie Lacy in the second round. He was a stud. And then, let's see, 2014, Devontae Adams in the second round. So it's And then Richard Rodgers in the third round. Uh, let's see, 2015, Ty Montgomery in the third. So third rounders, you're kind of rolling the dice, right? Yeah, if I and, forgot about Ty Montgomery, he did all right for them, too. Yeah. He was, he was he's decent player for them. And then 2018, they took that kid, J- Jamon Moore, but he wasn't until the fourth round. And then they took a bunch of guys in the fifth and sixth round. When you're that late, you're just – you're rolling the dice. And then 2019, Jay Sternberger in the third round and uh, Josiah DeGar- DeGuara, they took this year in round three. So the, the talent that they have surrounded him with you might you could make the argument they have not gone out and and gone after these elite guys in first round and sometimes in the second round they have not spent first round picks on skilled players a lot of times they don't even have a first round pick but what i would say is that look at tom brady's weapons look at who tom brady has been thrown to Brandon Tate, um, Jojo LaFell, and all of these cast-offs and people that no one ever heard of. We talk about Wes Welker and we go, Brady had Welker in his prime. What was Wes Welker doing for the Miami Dolphins? He was a They reinvented returner. the position here. Like that's partially because of Brady. 
They Man- Manning, Manning wouldn't have known yeah. what to do with Wes Welker if Brady didn't do it first. And and you know what? And I don't want to get on Manning, but you, you remember what Manning used to do to people like um, who was that kid who he ended up coming over here and playing for the Patriots for a while. But Collie? What, what? Yeah, yeah, Austin Collie, where Manning would throw it over the middle to somebody and let the guy get demolished. <laughs> And, and get knocked out of the game. He did that to Austin Collie more than one time where he would know that the guy was just going to get slaughtered and he would do it anyway, just to complete the path. But, but a guy like Wes Welker, nobody cared about him. They signed him for no money. They brought him up here. They reinvented the slot receiver position. Then he went over to Denver and got paid and did nothing. But Julian Edelman, college quarterback, Brandon LaFell, Brandon Tate, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, all these people who leave here and do nothing. We don't have stud offensive players here. And I'll put Brady's receivers, you know, if you want to talk about throwing to nobody, nobody's done more with less than Tom Brady. That's a bad argument to make. Yeah, if the, you want to make they, that argument they, against- they like to come in with, oh, he had Randy Moss. But yeah, he had Randy Moss for 36 games. And then like <laughs> – Gronk, what what did Gronk play like? Really, like the equivalent of like six seasons, which Gronk was an amazing weapon. But like, I mean, let's be real. He's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's been in the NFL for twenty years, and you can only tell me for a guaranteed fact that two of two other players that he's played with offensively are Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah, and and not only that, but like, you How, said, how's Randy that a knock Watson? on the guy? It's not. And Uh, and look at the plays that like Dion Branch and uh, um, David Givens who have went elsewhere and sucked. Did nothing. Danny Amendola. Yeah, we never heard his name anymore. And like you say, 36 games for Randy Moss, put up huge numbers, broke the touchdown record, no rings. Gronkowski. 100 games. We did a whole show on Gronkowski, but Brady's won four rings without Gronk on the field and only two with him. And by the way, completed the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and the second or third biggest comeback in NFL history, period, without Gronk on the field. <laughs> Think about that. Yep. He did that without Gronk. So all these people who say, well, you only win because you had this guy and that guy. Brady has done more with less than anyone, including Rodgers. If Rodgers wants to make that argument against Peyton Manning and say Manning was throwing to Hall of Famers and first-rounders, he can make that argument against Brady. Oh, yeah. Not against Brady. Good. All right, so that's a good conversation around that one, around the weapons. Then the other one is coaches, bad coaches. If he played for the Patriots, he'd have 12 rings. And there was even that fake quote from Chris Sims. That's our buddy, right? Chris Sims. And <laughs> we like, I, I like Phil Sims. You know, is that the like, quote uh, where he said, uh, somebody said indirectly, like it wasn't even out of Brady's mouth, but he overheard someone say that if Brady, if Rogers played in New England, he'd have 7,000 passing yards or something crazy like that. Yeah, I hate it have- when they use that. He'd have 7,000 passing yards and twice as many rings as me. And, and he's, he's so much more talented than me. So 
Brady, they asked him point blank, and he said, the, he said, the only thing I'll say is I love watching Aaron Rodgers play, and he's a great quarterback. So he wouldn't deny it, and he wouldn't admit it. So, and he said, I don't know who the coach is, and I don't know where they got this from. Brady didn't cop to saying that. And this is, this is from Chris Sims, who is the most famous hater in the world. And I, I love Phil Sims. My wife does an impersonation of Phil Sims. I'm gonna some sometime I'm gonna get her on here, because every time every time he comes on at halftime, my wife's like, "We talked about it, Jim." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's an impersonable guy. Yeah, I mean, Chris Sims. I don't know, but I don't think Brady said that. And even if he did, Brady is very deferential to other people. He'll never say a bad word about anyone. And if we're yeah. going that route. Aaron Rodgers said it on the record at that time. Remember Brady had won five rings at the time. He's like, well, Brady's got five rings. I'm pretty sure that ends the conversation there and he doesn't have to win. <laughs> and, and remember he goes, they go, well, what do you think if Brady wins, if Brady doesn't win, he said, Brady doesn't have to win to be the greatest of all time. He doesn't have to win anymore. Even Rodgers admits it, but I want to talk about coaches because people say if he had a better coach, he would win. What do you guys think? He had McCarthy up there for many years. What are we, right. what are we thinking? All right. I mean, so Bill, yes, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. That's mm-hmm. it's not a debate. I'm not going to say that, but that's so that they want to talk about. So Rogers has played for a bunch of different coaches and that's mm-hmm. why he's, that's supposed to be why he's better. Well, that means that so you've been in the same place for your entire career, but you've had a bunch of different coaches and you've only mm-hmm. been in the league for 13 years. Well, that means coaches are getting fired. Yeah. After you've underperformed. Yep. So uh, that's not an argument at all. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a good that, point. Too. That, that means you got somebody fired. <laughs> yeah. That's if you want to count that as a stat, as coaches, he got fired. I think he could, because if you remember, um, in his very first year, when Rodgers was not playing, Mike Sherman was the coach over there. But the only coach Rodgers played for was Mike McCarthy up until, let's see, in 16, was McCarthy was still there. He went 10 and 6 in 16. 2017, McCarthy went 7 and 9. And then it starts going downhill. Joe Philbin, 2018. Okay, so Philbin McCarthy went four, went four, seven, and one in 2018. And so now, also, and so now, also, you're telling me too, though, is that all these guys you're naming, uh, Mike McCarthy, Joe Philbin, and now uh, Matt Lafleur, these are all uh, offensive-minded, offensive-oriented head coaches. Right. And Brady has had a defensive-minded head coach for his entire career. So again, your argument (laughs) completely destroys the argument. Yeah, and you're right, because you got to wonder what happened with McCarthy. In other words, McCarthy didn't just decide to leave the team. He left after going seven and nine one year and then four, seven and one the following year. And they showed him the door. So now you're you're an 11. You're a combined 11 and 18 over the course of 30, 29 games or 30 games. So you've had a crappy almost two seasons. He, yeah, they bring if, in if Philbin, you went which, four and four and seven, four seven and one. That's not all on the coach. Part of that comes 
comes on to play is of like course. When, when you're a former yeah. MVP like Aaron Rodgers, who had two MVPs at that time. Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 So you, if you're losing, if you're only winning four games of the season, that's still partially on you. Yeah, it's on you, especially since if you look at it this way, he went seven and nine. The following season, he's four and seven. They bring in Joe Philbin. They go two and two. The following year, Matt LaFleur, 13 and three. The quarterback stayed the same. There was no change. So you can't say, well, Aaron Rodgers won under two different coaches. He was losing under McCarthy. He's the same guy. So <laughs> if, he was, if, if he was carrying the coach on his back, then why didn't he carry McCarthy on his back? Like I, also, I, I have to say this. Um, I don't think Matt LaFleur is getting uh, quite enough credit with the Aaron Rodgers playing great this year. Matt LaFleur yep. is calling a hell of an offense. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, calling, he's calling great games constantly. He's a good coach. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's good. And we can't, you know, we can't give all the credit to Rodgers because if Rodgers was the reason for the wins, then he would have been winning – in 2017 and 2018 and they were playing that stretch of football 11 wins 18 losses and one tie over the course of 30 games brady has never had anything close to that bad of a stretch under belichick and you can't say that that it's because of the coach because if we look at we start peeling apart what belichick did before brady was his quarterback Look, he's he's the smartest, most brilliant coach who's ever coached the game. But every great coach needs a great quarterback, and I really believe that. Absolutely. That's that's a fact. You can't do anything without a good quarterback. So uh, I don't I don't give that any credence at all whatsoever. He played under multiple coaches. I don't buy it. All right. Brady, how about this one? Brady with his so-called top five defenses. How about that one? And Brady carried by his defense. Uh, 2011, 2017, uh, two lowest ranked DVOA defenses to ever go to the Super Bowl. Next. <laughs> yeah, he just said, he just, <laughs> I was going to say that too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and by the way, and I know I'm not a big, huge points per game type of guy, but. Um, just in the spirit of debate, I mean, Rogers did have the ninth ranked, uh, defense and points per game allowed um, last season, and he proceeded mm-hmm. to put up 93 total offensive yards in the first half of the NFC title game, where the Packers got destroyed, and um, Aaron Rodgers is now one and three in the NFC title game. Yeah, but he can throw across his body, though, Tom. He can yeah, throw that's across true. His body. That's true. He Come did throw now. across his body. That's important, right? So we speaking of points, speaking of the Patriots defense, and this was our very first episode when we talked about the Patriots defense and Brady's carry by his defense and this and that. So if we talk about the playoffs, in the playoffs, I went through every single Super Bowl season. The Super Bowl winner, I looked at how many points per game they allowed in the playoffs, right? Brady's best defense that he ever played with six super bowl wins the best defense he played with as far as points per game allowed 
15.67 points per game in 2001. That's 33rd out of 54. Yeah, and that was the year that, like, he just took over when, you know, the superstar quarterback, Drew Bledsoe, got knocked out and he was forced in the starting lineup. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, Okay, the defense defense led the way a little bit in 2001 when the kid was a four-string quarterback who just climbed his way up the fucking... Up the ladder. Now... Yeah, climbed his way up the ladder and got thrown in. 33rd best (laughs) defense out of 54 Super Bowl winners. And then listen to this. 2016, they allowed 20.33 points a game. That's 48th out of 54. 2014, they allowed 20.67 points per game. That's 49th out of 54. And 2018, 20.67, that's 50th out of 54. So they have all together, they have 33rd, 39th, 43rd, 48th, 49th and 50th out of 54. These are bad defenses as far as points allowed. And you guys hear me. I talk about this all the time, but the Patriot defense has allowed three go ahead touchdowns in inside the last minute of a playoff game, two of them in Super Bowls, 50, 59 seconds left in the 2006 AFC championship game. Sore subject. We won't talk about it. They allowed a touchdown with 59 seconds left. 2007 Super Bowl, they allowed a go-ahead touchdown with 35 seconds left. Super Bowl 46, 2011, they allowed a go-ahead touchdown with 55 seconds left in the game. Super Bowl 52, they allowed a go-ahead touchdown with two minutes and 21 seconds left in the game. This team has allowed over 800 yards of offense. Their defense has allowed over 800 yards of offense in the last seven and a half minutes of Super Bowls and over 50 points. They cannot contain anyone. They give up leads. They, they have the biggest, not anymore, but at the time, it was the largest blown fourth quarter lead in Super Bowl history. Talking about Super Bowl 36, they gave up a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Two years later, Super Bowl 38, you guys remember this game against Carolina, one of the best games ever, by the way. They gave up the second largest fourth quarter lead ever, 11 points. They gave up leads in the fourth quarter against the Giants both times, and they gave up leads against uh, Philadelphia in, in Super Bowl 52. Tom Brady has been in the lead with less than three minutes to play of eight out of nine Super Bowls and the ninth one he won in overtime the defense has coughed up the lead every single time I don't want to hear anything about Tom Brady's defenses and by the way if you go back if you have nothing to do guys go back and look at Super Bowl 52 the Patriots made, made two defensive stops in the entire game that many one they for yeah they forced they forced a punt on one drive and another drive, they made a pick. Other than that, Philadelphia scored on every single drive. They, they allowed the Patriots allowed scores on the last five drives in a row against Philadelphia. Brady throws for 500 yards. That's a playoff record. The only quarterback ever to throw for 500 yards in a playoff game. He was what? 41 years old at the time broke the record 500 yards, puts up 33 points. His defense coughs it up at the end. No one 
has been screwed more in big games than Tom Brady by his defense. And yet he still has six rings. Let's look at Aaron Rodgers just very quickly here because Aaron Rodgers has lost seven playoff games, right? Quickly, because I don't want to laugh at his expense, but you remember this 2009 wild card game versus Arizona where he lost. Oh, yeah. 40- it was crazy. <laughs> 51 to 45. And they go, oh, he scored 45 points and he lost. The defense screwed him. Look, that was kind of bad. Okay. It was really bad. But he had the game handed to him on a silver platter. Arizona, I don't know if you guys remember the game. They missed a short field goal at the end. They should have won that game in regulation, right? Green Bay goes (sighs) to overtime. They win the toss. You give Aaron Rodgers the football. Now, if he's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, by the way, Tom Brady, 3-0, and a perfect 3-for-3 three three in overtime drives when he has the football. When Tom Brady gets the ball in overtime, he scores, all right, including in a Super Bowl, including in an AFC championship game versus Kansas City in 2018. When Brady gets the ball in OT, you're dead, all right? Rodgers gets this ball in overtime, wins the toss, has the ball, you score, you win. And they didn't, pa- they didn't change the rules yet. So a field goal wins you that game, right? What more does he want? He, you remember he took a hit in that game and he got strip sacked in his own end? Yep. And, and people say, well, he was roughed on the play because they hit him in the face mask or whatever. Oh. And I, under- I, I understand that. But the ball was already out by the time they hit his face, right? And he was holding the ball out in front of him like a like a rose on the bachelor he was not taking care of this football it was the most boneheaded thing you've ever seen i understand your your defense gave up a lot of points bottom line he had the ball in his hand with the capability to score and he got strip sacked so that's one and then the other one is this the 2012 divisional against san francisco he loses 45 to 31, right? You can say they let up 45 points. He couldn't, he, he couldn't have won that game because they gave up so many points. He threw a touchdown pass in that game with two and a half minutes left in the half. He got three points for the rest of the game. How do you go an entire half of playoff football, get one field goal, and claim that it's the defense's fault, right? He goes, listen to this. I I wrote this down because this is how crazy this was in that game. Here's his drives during that span. Three plays, negative three yards, and a punt. Nine plays, field goal. Six plays, 21 yards, punt. Eight plays, 38 yards, punt. 11 plays, 77 yards, touchdown. But the touchdown came in the final minute when he was down 21. So that's garbage. Meanwhile, San Francisco during that same – this is Kaepernick, by the way, who was quarterback. San Francisco's drives during that same period, field goal, punt, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So his defense was giving up a lot of points. Rodgers is punting and giving the ball away. You can't blame the defense for that. Why didn't he score every time they scored? This guy's the GOAT. He should have been scoring. He wasn't scoring. So – 
I don't blame that on Rodgers. I mean, on the defense. I blame it on him for not, for not scoring. And then there's another win here, 23-20. He lost a wild card game at home, 23-20 to San Francisco. You lose at home, you score 20 points, and you're blaming your defense, doubtful. Uh, remember the 2014 NFC Championship game? They lost 28-22. Is that the one where, he, where the defense gave him four interceptions, four turnovers or five turnovers? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. He threw an interception on his first drive. He scored on his next four out of five drives, three field goals and a touchdown. He scored a touchdown with no time left in the first quarter. That was their final touchdown of the whole game. I'm not blaming the defense for that. Here's, by the way, that game against uh, Seattle, which we all know what happened the next game after that versus Seattle. I think they went to the Super Bowl and I think they played against somebody else and got beat. Yeah, they, 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 they might have lost the Super Bowl after that. I think they might have lost that other game to a certain <laughs> yeah. quarterback who, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, Rodgers. Who might wear, final... who might wear number 12 too. It's, it's yeah. funny now to say that. Number. That's right. Wow. So, yeah, here, Rodgers' final nine drives of that game. Field goal, INT, punt, 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 field goal, punt, punt, field goal. Those are his final nine drives of the game. You scored 22 points. No, no dice. 2015 divisional round loses to Phoenix 26 to 20. Again, you score 20 points. You, you got nobody else to blame. 2016 NFC championship game versus Atlanta 44 to 21 against Atlanta. So, and something happened to Atlanta the next game too. Yeah. I think Atlanta, Atlanta. <laughs> That's I, ironic. <laughs> and I did a, a the uh, comparison of the one game later. I, I have to see if I can find it here because there were three or four times in the playoffs when Rodgers played somebody and Brady played them the next game and Brady put up much higher numbers. The first time was 2011. Cause you remember I was talking about when the giants came to Lambeau and Rogers put up a 78 passer rating and he had a bad game. Brady yep. played the giants two games later. Now Brady lost two, but his numbers that he put up against the giants were better than Rogers numbers. Even though Rogers was playing at home, Brady was playing in the Super Bowl. The second time was Seattle where Brady put up four touchdowns and against the Legion of boom. And by the way, I, I talk about this all the time too. The Legion of Boom in 2014, they gave up three passing touchdowns in the final eight games of the regular season total. Brady threw for four in the Super Bowl against them. He put up. Yeah, but you know what they're going to say, Dave? The haters will always say, well, the Legion of Boom was injured. They were injured. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Except except all of your key players played uh, Cam Chancellor. Played 100% of the snaps. That one guy, Lane Johnson, broke his arm, right? And and he it was on an interception. Remember Brady threw an interception in the first half. Lane yeah. Johnson left the game. And then everybody else who was in that game, they were either ineffectual, they weren't doing anything, and um, they played in the game, they were productive, or they were unproductive and left the game. And so – 
it's in Richard Sherman. You remember he basically had one arm for that game and they had him injected with whatever painkillers they targeted Rod. Uh, they targeted Richard Sherman once for six yards in that, in that entire game. So hmm. I'll look for that. If I can find it by the time we're done here, we can talk about that, but defenses, have screwed Tom Brady repeatedly in Super Bowls. And a lot of these playoff losses from Aaron Rodgers were his offense went to sleep. He's putting up 20 and 21 points. He's not delivering in key spots. And his if you keep punting, yeah, your defense – I mean, look, think about it this way. You go three and out. Your defense goes out there and lets up a long drive and a touchdown. They need a rest. You go out there and you go three and out and you punt it back and you send your defense back out there. Can you really blame them if they're giving up more points? You're not giving them any chance to regroup. You're going three and out. There was one drive Rodgers had in the second half of a playoff game. It lasted 18 seconds. How do you, how do you continue to hang your defense out to dry like that? keep putting them out there over and over and over again, and then complain when they let up points. It's your job. It's the defense's fault. Yeah. It's, it's the quarterback's job to move the ball, run the clock, move the chains and give them some time to look at what's going on and to make the adjustments. If you're going out there, you know, two yard run incompletion sack punt, what the hell is your defense supposed to do? Rogers has had very unimpressive performances. And another thing, and Tom brings this up all the time too, where Rogers gets down by 20 points and then he starts slinging it around because they're letting you have whatever you want over the middle. If you're down 20 points in the second half, they're going to give you what you want in bounds. Yeah. They'll, they'll trade you 12 or 15 yards for 48 seconds off the clock. They'll give you that because now they're trying to limit possessions because the, the understanding is, Obviously, they can't stop you, so they'll let you have it as long as you stay in bounds. So, yeah, Rodgers are going to put up these garbage-type points, and that's why I hate – one of the reasons why I hate passer rating because it doesn't take into account how far behind you are. So I think that's a good discussion around that too because, I mean, Brady's been screwed repeatedly by his defense. It's completely ridiculous. And another thing I'll say about Rodgers too and this lack of killer instinct I bring this up all the time in the playoffs in the fourth quarter, when Rogers has a chance to tie the game. So he's either down by three or by seven. He's tied the game five out of five times. Every time he's had a chance to tie it, he's done it every time when he's had a chance to take the lead. He's three for eight. That's my go ahead percentage that I track three out of eight, <sighs> not even 500. There's plenty of guys over 500 in the playoffs. He's only three out of eight. It's this weird thing that he has where he, he doesn't have the capability to go out there and seize victory. He can't do it. The only three times he has ever taken the lead in the fourth quarter in a playoff game was against Dallas. All three were against Dallas, which means against anybody, but yeah, a team who hasn't done anything for 25 years in the playoffs. Against anybody except the Cowboys, 
he's 0 for 5 in the playoffs with a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, Brady is 18 for 28, and he's 8 for 10 in Super Bowls. Brady is a mile more clutch than Aaron Rodgers will ever be. I, I don't know what it is. I saw Rodgers come up here and play against Brady. What was it, 2018? I think it was 2018. Yeah. He came up here and played. He got down in the fourth quarter. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, I calculated this too. Aaron Rodgers is 2-35 and 35 when he's behind by more than a point in the fourth quarter against the team who finished the season with a winning record. 2-35. and 35. Brady's 15-37, and 37, I think it is. So it's not good either, but it's a hell of a lot better than Rodgers. And Rodgers is also 0 for 6 in the playoffs when trailing by more than a point in the fourth quarter. He doesn't have the clutch ability. He just doesn't. If it's a big game, he shuts down. And when he came up here to New England, it was in November, I remember now. I was there. He got down by three or four points in the fourth quarter. I looked at my brother who was with me. I was like, this game's over. There is zero chance Aaron Rodgers is coming back from this. It was a foregone conclusion. He can't do it. He doesn't have the clutch gene. I don't know what you call it. He doesn't have it. How about that? Yeah, that was. I remember you had that stat before. I love that stat. Let me see if I could find. Go ahead. What else you got? I'm talking too much here. So, um, as you guys do some talking here now, because I'm going to really look for my (laughs) one game later. I have my comparison, my side by side comparison of Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And when they played common opponents. What is what is it? Um, the Seattle, Atlanta Giants. I think I found it. I found one of them. Okay, here we go. Rodgers versus Seattle, 2014 NFC Championship. 19 for 34, 178 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Brady versus Seattle, one game later, 37 of 50. <laughs> Yep. Three, 328 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. And, and by the way, Brady got 121 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone. And that's the game that uh, he got bailed out by Malcolm Butler, right? Yeah, he got bailed out. Yeah. Because the, yeah, bit, we, don't, out. We, don't, we don't talk about the end of the first half when Brady, Brady went to Gronk for 23 yards, hit him in the back of the end zone, Patriots score with 32 seconds left in the half. And yeah, you figure, okay, yeah. okay, Russell Wilson's going to kneel down or they're going to run up the gut for five yards and then sit down. The Patriots gave up a five-play, 80-yard drive in 26 <sighs> seconds. Five, Think about that. Five plays, 80 yards, 26 seconds. And two of them were running plays. How the hell do you do that? How the hell do you give up? And if you remember, Pete Carroll literally had the kicker on the field. He was on the field waiting to kick the field goal. And then um, Kyle Arrington, uh, face mask or unnecessary roughness. I said, son of a bitch. And now they're at the 11-yard line with nine seconds left. Go to the end zone, touchdown. Like That shifted the momentum of the whole game. Now, 
Nobody talks about that because it didn't occur in the last two minutes. So nobody pays attention. That defense, and they also don't talk about uh, Julian Edelman catching the touchdown with two minutes and two seconds left because that didn't happen in the last two minutes. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like, God damn it. You give up that touchdown. That com- changed the complexion of the entire game. The defense completely checked out. They let them go right down the field and score a touchdown. They hold them to a field goal there. Seattle's now playing for a tie instead of playing for a win. And, and they should have really held them to nothing because I really believe it. If On that first play, they, it was Turbin. It wasn't even uh, beast mode. It wasn't Lynch. It was Turbin who ran that first run. They weren't serious about that. They hold Turbin to six or seven yards. Forget it. I think they kneel down and go to the locker room. Yeah, they, they gave up like, you know, 16 yards and then Ryan and uh, Wilson scrambled for 17 yards. Then he's completing big passes on the sideline. How the hell do you allow that? So that touchdown was the worst defensive collapse. One of the worst things I've ever seen by this team. Anyway, so there's, there's Brady one game later. He throws for almost twice as many yards, three more touchdowns. He throws for 121 yards in the fourth quarter alone, 121 yards, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Rodgers threw for 178 and one touchdown in the whole game. This is uh, 2016, Rodgers versus Atlanta, NFC Championship. He goes 27 for 45, 287 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. 21 points total. Brady versus Atlanta, one game later, 43 for 62. 62 passing attempts, guys. 466 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. 31 points in the final 21 minutes. Rodgers got 21 points in the entire game. So these are two examples of common opponents, Brady playing them, the very next game after Rodgers played him and putting up numbers that are miles better than anything Aaron Rodgers can do. Look, the guy's a great quarterback, nice guy. I like him. He's not even in the same zip code as Tom Brady. Sorry. Sorry to all the Rodgers stands. Rodgers stands, we apologize to you. We love you guys. Do, Do you actually apologize? No, not really. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I was gonna, I, I was, I was gonna say, I, I, I don't really apologize. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a game about results, right? I mean, the the whole purpose of this game is to win championships. And go ask anybody, ask a coach, ask a fan, ask a player, what do you want? Do you want a quarterback who is really, really talented in game eight versus the Jets? Or do you want a guy who's going to find a way to bring home Lombardi trophies? Are you ever going to come home from a Packers game and be like, yeah, you know, uh, we lost by 27 points, but did you see Rodgers' average net yards per attempt? It was all the charts. They actually might be doing that over there. (laughs) Look at his Anya. Let's look at his average net yards per attempt. Dude, did you Let's see his, his QBR in the fourth <laughs> quarter? <laughs> yeah. Look at the QBR. And that throw court. across his body. It was amazing. I look know it was Hail picked, Mary. but I know it was picked off. But you see the arm strength on that? 
Yeah. <laughs> Look at the tight spiral of of Aaron Rodgers. All right. So let's go around the horn here now. So let's we we've established it. There is no contest. There is no argument to be made. You can't make the stat argument. You can't make the defense argument. You can't make the playoff argument. You have no argument of Rodgers versus Brady. But what if I throw it out there? Let's have a lightning round, right? What if I say Rodgers versus Peyton? Who you got there, Tom? Rogers so who's the better? Oh, who's the better quarterback? Yes, Rodgers versus Peyton. I have Peyton Manning. Okay, Definitely. Steve. I have Peyton Manning. I got Peyton. Yeah, I got Peyton Manning. All right, now here's another one: Rodgers versus Breeze. Who you got? Oh, I got Rodgers. Tom. Yeah. Um, she's. Uh, I'm going to go with Rodgers, too, but I, I think it is close. I don't think it's like a <clears throat> going away, you know? I got Breeze. You guys know me. I'm a Breeze stan. I'm a stan. He's, I got him number two. I got, number, I got Breeze number two behind Brady. All right, now let's, let's take another step. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Ben Roethlisberger. Rodgers. Oh, Rodgers, definitely. I got Rodgers there. All right, Rodgers. Let's do another one. Rodgers versus... John Elway. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with John Elway. Steve? Uh, I'm going to go Elway, but I have to think about that one more later. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's such an interesting one to do because I, I really believe that, like, um, air, like, yeah. Elway was not a good clutch quarterback in the first half of his career. He was a very good clutch quarterback in the second half. I'm going with John Elway. So, guys, I think we schooled him. I think we got him. I do, do too. We got I him. do, too. Yeah, I think we might have won that round. Another <laughs> successful beatdown. Well, listen, guys, in just as a parting shot here, what do you got for another topic? What's another topic that we should cover? Oh, uh, that's a good question. That's a real good question. I don't know. What are we? I don't know. Just off the top of my head, maybe we could debate dynasties in the NFL. Dynasties? Uh, for, yeah. yeah. Patriots versus yeah, yeah, yeah. Steelers, 49ers. Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys could make, yeah. A, yeah. make an argument. And you know what else we could do, too, is uh, best – best defensive players like uh, i don't know how we could do it but but who is the best overall defensive player because there's a lot to look at there you could look at guys in the secondary you could look at linebackers you could look at a lot so that's something we can do too yeah well guys i would be down for that i appreciate you as usual nobody listening knows this but we regularly have a total technical meltdown before every episode it's a complete snafu <laughs> every single time. I'm a tech support manager. You would never guess I'm a tech support manager. I look like a like a fruit salesman. I'm like the most up. I'm like the most tech savvy guy in this conversation. And <laughs> I'm 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 the one who barely graduated high school and literally picks up trash and digs holes for a living because I'm not smart enough or qualified enough to do other things. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like I'm writing, literally writing SQL queries, writing database queries and troubleshooting 
you know, com- connectivity issues in software and I can't fire up a freaking Zoom meeting. So I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway, one of these days I'll get it right. But guys, as always, I appreciate you. Great episode today. Yep. And I love go doing past. the podcast. Look forward to the next one. Give me a give me a predicted score for tomorrow. That's our last Ooh. item of the day. I'm I gonna got go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go twenty four ten. Okay, Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go just a step higher than Tom and go thirty one to ten. Yeah, I'm going forty two to ten. They're gonna destroy. Yeah, them. I I happen to have uh, one of the local stations on. Last night, I forget which one. I, I was just flipping by. I don't watch these people by my own uh, will, but uh, I was Mike Reese and uh, someone else on. I actually like Mike Reese, but uh, I do too. Mike Mike yep. Reese predicted forty to thirteen, and one of the other guys predict uh, predicted like thirty four to thirteen or something. Yeah, and I I don't like to listen to other people's predictions except you guys, but I think this is going to be a demolish because Drew Locke is is going to be out there. You're gonna see some funny stuff tomorrow. It's not yeah, I, be, it's, I I I like that kid, but I feel bad for him having to. Uh, to play we have Jones. reached the point where I sometimes reach with with people I beat down on Twitter. <laughs> I get to the point where I feel sorry for them, and <laughs> I'm starting to feel sorry for the Broncos tomorrow. So watch them come out and pull out a win, but it, it can't happen. But but look, um, these Broncos they ain't the same Broncos anymore, and it could get ugly. So. Guys, enjoy the game tomorrow, and we will talk again soon. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Sounds good, fellas. Have a good one. Bye.